Social Zoom Factor, episode 119. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Does your current website or blog got you down? Do you need a better hosting platform to help your business zoom turbo versus speeds that are slow and holding you back? No need to look any further than our partner HostGator. Have an existing site? No worries. They can seamlessly transfer your existing site for free and have you zooming turbo in no time for as little as $4 a month. Check them out at HostGator.com and save 30% on new hosting packages using the coupon code Zoom or simply go to SocialZoomFactor.com slash HostGator. Are you ready to turn your social media management, engagement, and collaboration efforts to turbo? Our new partner, Sprout Social, empowers marketers to engage, measure, and work smarter, not just harder, when it comes to social media. Check them out at www.SproutSocial.com. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. Today, we are going to seriously shift gears, and we are going to answer some of the questions that came in via the Ask Pam feature out on our website. So if you have questions for me, you can get them answered as well. All you need to do is go to socialzoomfactor.com slash ask Pam and you can record me a little voicemail and I will play it live on the show and do my best to answer your question the best that I possibly humanly can. And you're going to get a taste of what this sounds like starting right now. Our first question comes in from across the pond, if you're here with me in the USA, and it comes from David Blundell, who works with and for the British Council, and they are a client of ours. David, I consider him a true friend and buddy. He's an all-around, just brilliant guy, super smart when it comes to social business, doing some amazing things at his company and has really been taking the lead in innovating and bringing teams together from different countries, spanning 50 plus different countries and bringing together integrated teams focused on one vision and one goal. I will also have him as a guest very soon on the podcast so you all can get to know him too. But for now, let's listen to his question and I will be right back with an answer. Hi, Pam. I'm David Blundell from the British Council, the UK's official organization for promoting British education and culture. I'm loving Social Zoom Factor. You're really making my train ride to work uh, a lot sweeter. So thanks. Uh, Recently, a colleague of mine developed a new product which looked great on paper, but unfortunately, in reality, it just did not work out. Uh, So my question is, can we use social media to effectively test a product, uh, to test the market before launch? And if so, what would be the best way to go about this? 
Hi there, David. Absolutely, social media can be used to help you prepare for, do research for new product launches and product development. So first off, I'm really sorry to hear that there was a product launch that didn't go so well. I know this happens to the best of us in product development and product marketing, but we usually hope that it doesn't happen. Now, let's talk about some specific ways that I think you could tap into the power of social media to better understand your audience and to what it sounds like is maybe better develop a product that satisfies your target customers needs and what they're looking for from you for a specific product. And that is, I think one of the greatest benefits of social media is being able to bring back in product insights. And for anybody who follows me regularly, or if you've seen me speak, if you've seen me do training and workshops, and David, I know you've seen this model that I reference. And there is a slide that I always use that comes from Altimeter Group. And imagine a pyramid. And it has the, at the bottom of the pyramid is all of the metrics that we look at in regard to community metrics, things like fans and followers and likes and things that are foundational to building community. Now, where it gets interesting for you and your particular question is in the middle section, okay? That's where we're looking at things like product insights and how can we bring back to the business what's happening in the market? How can we learn from conversations? How can we trigger conversations and be a proactive leader in having some of those needed conversations so we can better understand that market? What is that sentiment looking like? What does it sound like? How are people referring to similar products in the industry? And these are great when you're looking at line of business leaders, which I know you work a lot with, David. So I would say absolutely you can leverage social and I would focus in there on that middle section of that that framework I know we've looked at many times. And how can you proactively uh, take a look at what's happening in the market and tap in and ask questions, right? I always say the best way to understand your customer and what they want from you so you don't have a failed product development or product launch cycle is to ask them. And then just to finish off talking about the pyramid, at the very top of the pyramid, we have the dollars. So we have the executives saying, okay, Pam, show me the money, honey. Okay. That's really not where we're going to be focused in this type of scenario. So here are some things I think you could do. Number one, it's all about the OPC. So other people's content and other people's community. David, I know you're very familiar with this. And I seem to recall uh, dancing with your entire team in Spain last year to the song OPP, You Know Me, and I have video to prove it. But it's all about the OPC. So how can you tap into communities that already exist? Go take a look at Facebook groups that are already out there, Google Plus community groups that are already talking about these types of things, and see if you can't make good friends with you know some of the leaders who are already having some of these discussions, and see if you can't 
can't maybe implement a survey with their audience. Uh, could be things like a Twitter chat. And, you know, we host the Get Real Chat Twitter chat every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. That would be a great platform to come on and see if you could get some feedback or if some people could connect you to the right audience to get some feedback. You can do things like surveys. So you can implement a survey. I love SurveyMonkey. And I know we've used that together before as well. But SurveyMonkey is great. And so if you could tap into one of these OPC type of communities, you could implement a quick online survey to get some feedback. And then you know, just look at broader focus groups. So as you are starting to look at the broader communities and then really start to narrow that down and see if you can't find, you know, some of those micro communities who people who may be thought leaders or influencers in a particular space who would like to help you with your mission and see how you could partner with them together to uncover uh, some fascinating things about this market space. And maybe you could create some type of research report that comes from it and you both could utilize it as an opt-in, a download to increase your subscriber email list, that type of thing. And then And last but not least, I would just say actually testing the product and maybe giving your product out to some key influencers and uh, thought leaders or just regular everyday people in your space and asking them if they could take a look at your product and utilizing social media to help you connect with those people. So tapping into the power of your blogs and your websites and your microsites, which I know, David, you've spent a ton of time on. So just take a look at all the assets you've, you and your team have already created, figure out how you can leverage those, and then how you can combine that with uh, the power of the OPC and tapping into maybe an influencer program and leveraging surveys, all the things that we've talked about to really help you ignite your knowledge the next time around when you go to relaunch this product or whatever you may be doing with it. So thank you so much, David, for your time and asking this question. And I hope that I answered it for you. Okay, next up we have Michelle Grigsby, and she is coming from theblogbabes.com. I love that name. And she has some questions focusing around tapping into the power of thought leaders and influencers, as well as balancing that with focus on your ideal customer. So let's listen to her question, and I'll be right back. Hi, Pam. My name is Michelle Grigsby, and I'm one of the co-founders of a brand new site called theblogbabes.com. And as we're establishing our social media presence, my question to you is, do we want to go ahead and connect with other thought leaders and uh, people in the same niche, or do we want to target our prospects, which are at-home entrepreneurs, more specifically women that work from home. And the the reason why is because obviously when we do that, um, we're using different hashtags on Twitter. And so my question is, is do we first, since we're new, do we first want to connect with other thought leaders and establish a presence there before we actually start going after, you know, the other hashtags that would uh, be connecting with the small business entrepreneurs? So, I appreciate your help and I love your show and I look forward to your answer. Thanks. Okay. So Michelle, what I'm hearing in your question 
and it's not exactly how you're wording it, but how I'm understanding it and how I, I think this can help you is you are asking, should you first be focusing on your ideal customer, which is the people who, the stay-at-home moms, entrepreneurs, the people you actually want to be engaging with on a regular basis, tapping into the power of your services and everything that you have to offer them, community, that type of thing. Or should you be tapping into the power of thought leaders and influencers, similar to what I talked about a little bit with David in the prior question? So here's how I'm going to answer it. I know you're asking, which one should I focus on? My answer for you is going to be, you need both. And that is both for the short term as well as the medium and long term because you need to tap into the power of the OPC, which is other people's community and other people's content. That is a baseline foundation for what every business needs to be doing. Okay, so you need to absolutely identify who are those thought leaders, who are those influencers within your space, who are the people who already have the mind share, who are the people who are already added to your target customers' Twitter list that they're listening to, what blogs are already being read by your target market, who are they following? Those are the people you want, and you want to look for people who are absolutely already providing value to those audiences. And they're not just doing it for their own personal benefit, uh, but they are doing it because they want to help your ideal customer. So you want thought leaders and influencers who have a community that is sitting on the edge of their seat, waiting to hear what these thought leaders and these influencers have to say to help them with their business and or their life. And on the flip side, you also need to be focused on your target and ideal customer because you can't just have one or the other because both of them are going to take time. Now, the thought leaders and the influencers are going to help you reach that ideal customer faster, but you better be ready at that home base and not be putting everything into Facebook and everything into Twitter, but having a home base where you can capture those interested parties and bring them into your email subscriber you know, list that you're nurturing those relationships. Be bringing them into the communities that you are developing. Whatever you're doing that's adding them and providing value for them, be focused on that in parallel with everything that you are doing with the thought leaders and the industry influencers. So thank you so much, Michelle, for your question. I hope that answers it and helps you. And I wish you the absolute best of luck and success in everything you are doing. And let me know if there's anything that we can help you with as well. I know we are getting deep into some content here with these great questions coming in from our community, but we need to hear a few words from our sponsors because they are truly what keeps the Social Zoom Factor podcast going. So take a listen and I'll be right back. Would you like to get your business Zooming Turbo online, but don't know where to start? Is website development not your thing? Check out HostGator.com for all of your hosting needs. They have easy one-click WordPress installs or drag and drop website builders. If you need even more help, their website design, setup, SEO, and even managed services can have you Zooming in no time. We have been hosting our own and client sites at HostGator for years, and I can personally validate that their service 
by far beats out their competition. With one little tweet, email, or chat conversation, they are there and ready to help you Zoom or resolve any issues that may come up 24-7, 365 days of the year. HostGator has the capacity to grow with you and scale when and how you need them to without headache or costing you a fortune. Check out HostGator.com today and save 30% on new hosting packages with coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Again, that's socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Smart digital marketers know they must proactively discover, inspire, and interact with their customers on social media. Sprout Social puts turbo social marketing power in your hands with a platform that is both powerful and user-friendly. It simply gets out of the way and empowers brands to easily listen, engage, proactively respond, measure, and most importantly, nurture relationships with both new fans and loyal brand evangelists. Sprout Social is a platform that can help you achieve business results. If you want to truly connect with your online community and start streamlining your social engagement, start with a free 30-day trial of Sprout Social today. Check them out at www.sproutsocial.com. Again, that's sproutsocial.com. Next up, we have Diana Wolf from LRG Marketing, and let's listen to her question. This is Diana Wolf from New Jersey. I'm with LRG Marketing, and my blog is catnipforintroverts.wordpress.com. For an agency getting into the social marketing world, how do you know how to price your services so that it's both fair and profitable? Thanks. Great question, Diana. And this is a question I get very often from agencies and consultants. And the question is, how do I price my product so it is both profitable and fair for both parties? And Diana is asking it specifically from an agency perspective who is offering marketing and social media services. Now, first, I'm going to tell you how we do it, and then I will tell you some different options as well that you can look at as you are determining your pricing model. Now, pricing is one of those things that I think so many small business leaders struggle with. And oftentimes they come out of a corporate world where they were responsible for a specific function. And then they build a business around that function. So they are maybe really good at something technical. Maybe they're, you know, launching an IT consulting business or a marketing business or an HR type of business, customer service, whatever it may be. It could be that their roles within corporate, they had zero pricing experience. They never had to price a product. They were just delivering the product and they're really good at delivering the product. And so a lot of times entrepreneurs and small business owners really, really struggle with obviously putting that business together and marketing the business, launching the business, pricing the business, pricing the products, all of those details. And so If you don't have experience in pricing, I encourage you and anyone listening to this show to go do some research. There's some great resources out there. Go do some searches on Amazon for pricing models and, you know, some different, uh, 
searches on Google and you will be amazed at some of the just succinct resources that you can find, but there's different models. And so the model that we use is value-based pricing. So we use a combination of value and time-based. Now, I don't put specific hours on the majority of things that we do. However, we keep track of the hours of everything that we do in the time that we spend on a client project. The way that we price, I don't pay a lot of attention even to how my specific competitors are pricing because I really don't care. I just know the value that I'm providing the customer. I focus more on the benefit that I am giving to that customer and the value that I know that they are going to receive from our expertise, from my 15 years corporate experience, 15 years corporate experience from my co-founder, and what we know and how we are absolutely going to be able to help their business. There's a price associated that comes with that. We price a little high and that's okay for us. So you want it, if you're doing a value-based pricing model, you need to determine what is that ideal customer that you want. Are you looking to be lower end, somewhere in the middle, or a, a more of a premium type of boutique agency where you want to just make sure you're bringing in the absolute right clients that kind of just gel really well with your mindset and how you believe these things should be done. So those are some of the first decisions I would say you need to make is what does that ideal customer look like? What are the mindset requirements that you have for that? And I recently just did a webinar with one of our partners and sponsors, Sprout Social, helping other agencies and consultants in how to run their agency. And that will be posted very soon. I will make sure once that is available, the replay, I will post it on the show notes page for this episode. And this episode is 119. So once that replay is available, I will make sure that the link for you to listen to that will be here on the show notes for this episode. But other models that you could take a look at would be time-based, would be deliverable-based, where you are or maybe utilizing a combination of all of them. And I know a lot of people that do uh, and agencies that do social media execution, they will price it based on how many tweets that they are sending, how many updates they're sending. Uh, If you're doing a campaign-focused service deliverable, you can price it specifically uh, some rate card pricing for campaigns. Bottom line, we stay away from anything rate card. Everything that we price is is custom, though we do have some standards. There are so many variables and it depends on what does that client look like? What's their expertise? What is the overhead going to be? The red tape you're going to have to cut through? How easy or difficult are they going to be to work with? How many meetings are you going to need to do to get your tasks done? How quickly are they going to be giving you inputs that you need to kick off the project? All of those things really play in to how you need to get that priced. So hopefully, Diana, that answered your question. It was so wonderful to meet you finally also face-to-face out at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego a few weeks ago. And uh, I just wish you the best of luck in getting answers to some of these questions and hope your business is going great. And last but not least, I have a question coming in from Vaughn Rivet, the social biz guy, and he is asking a question in regard to where I get my inspiration. Let's take a listen. Hi, Pam. It's Vaughn Rivet here from Social Biz Guy in New Zealand. Um, yeah, I'd just like to um, ask you how you come up with your great ideas. Where do you, where do you get your inspiration from? Um, and obviously, 
you must be doing a bit of research and um, things to so make sure you stay current. Um, so yeah, really just um, interested in knowing for blog um, for um, podcasts where you get your inspiration from. Yeah, hope to hear an answer from that sometime in one of your future podcasts. Thanks for all you do. I appreciate it. Bye from all the way in New Zealand. Vaughn, that is a great question. And I'm going to be completely dead honest with you and tell you the number one place that I get my inspiration is in the shower. I don't know what it is, but when I walk in that shower, maybe it's my shampoo or my conditioner. I get in that shower and these ideas just come to me. And if I could invent something that could digitally extract all those ideas I have in my head and just put them on my computer once I start my day, I can tell you I'd be retired by now. You'd probably be retired by now, Vaughn. But uh, so the shower is the number one place. Other things, and I'm going to talk about a couple life things and then some more tactical, technical things that I do for inspiration, but also just getting out of the house and getting out of the office. And if I ever find that I'm running short for ideas, I go out. I will go to the beach. I will go to the lake. I will go on a walk. I will go to the mall, even to the grocery store, go grab some lunch. I get out. And I really think that just getting out and getting some sunshine and some fresh air and hanging with other people. I love going to uh, events where I can network with others and just hearing their exciting things happening in their life, their struggles that they have, their challenges in their business. Um, I also love teaching and training. So when I, and I do a lot of keynote speaking and so I get a ton of inspiration every time I speak and train and conduct workshops with our clients. I get inspiration from just conference calls we have every day from our clients. And I make sure that I take really good notes from every call that we have and Every time I get a question or I can tell something just isn't making sense with them, I jot it down. You know, so I would say I'm a really good listener when it comes to every person I come in contact with. And I'm always trying to understand the root of their question. Why are they asking that question? What really is the underlying cause for them asking that question? And it could be they're asking a question about a particular tool or platform or measurement or whatever it may be. But at the root of it, what really is their question? What are they really not understanding? And so I love producing materials that helps people answer their questions, which is why I'm finally kicking off this Ask Pam series on the podcast. But those are some ways. And then also proactive ways I go out and get inspiration is I have a list of blogs that I read every day and I use Feedly to feed those to me and I, I look at those. I also use Sprout Social and I uh, have those coming into Sprout Social. I share a lot of those directly from Sprout Social as well as Buffer App. And then I also follow a lot of people on Twitter and on Facebook and I have as well as LinkedIn, but LinkedIn not so much as the other platforms. And I have lists set up to where I have, you know, I have inspiration lists that I follow. I have on Twitter, you can look at my Twitter lists that I that I have public some of them. There's one that I have called Tweet Buddies. You know, there's one that I have called Inspiration. And those are some of my go-to sources for inspiration. So I think there's no better inspiration than getting out of the house, 
taking a shower, and then just engaging with other people. So that's kind of how I would put it in a nutshell. And I really hope that answered your question, Vaughn. I wish you success in everything you're doing. And I, I thank you for your question. Have an amazing week. So Everybody, that is a wrap for today. We got some great questions, and I hope that you were able to learn some things as well. Remember, submit your question at socialzoomfactor.com slash askpam, and you too can hear yourself live on the Social Zoom Factor podcast and get your question answered by yours truly. Have an amazing week. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor.